Understood is a resource I have recommended for many years to parents looking for support with learning and thinking differences such as ADHD, dyslexia, and more. And I'm subsequently excited to tell you about their podcast, Understood Explains. This season, the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. They cover topics such as how to tell if your child needs an IEP, common myths about special education, and the difference between IEPs and 504 plans. I love how Understood Explains breaks down the overwhelm by unpacking an important topic each season and then drilling down further into key basics in each episode. Most episodes are between 10 to 15 minutes, and episodes are available in both English and Spanish. So fantastic, right? To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Edit Your Life podcast. I'm Christine Coe. And I'm Asha Dornfest, and we're here to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. We share practical ways to declutter your home schedule and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. And we believe that baby steps are the key to getting there. Hello, Edit Your Life listeners. I am delighted to bring you a wonderful guest host today, Lucretia Braxton. Hello, friend. Hello, friend. I'm so excited to be here with you. I am so excited. And I just like, actually, when you said hello, I just felt calm all of a sudden. I love it. (laughs) I'm so glad. I did just go walk outside for like the hottest second. I was like, I need to get out of of the house for a minute because I've already been on a two hour Zoom call. Oh, and I got another one coming up. Oh, Lord. Well, hopefully this will be the sort of calming antidote between Zoom calls. This is going to be our life all fall, many Zooms. Oh, Um, yeah. And I wanted to talk to you today. Well, there are a number of reasons, but um, actually, let's start at the beginning. And I would love, this is your first time on the show, hopefully not your last. Yes, it is. And no, it won't be my last. Yeah. And you have such an interesting background. You know, when I I was doing a little extra homework on you before the show, and I was really thinking, you know, this girl's a lot sort of like a jack of all trades, sort of like me. So mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you just wear a lot of different hats. So I would love if you could share with listeners a bit about what you are up to. Oh, let me see now. What I'm up to right now and what I'm absorbed in is plants. I know. It's, it's all about <laughs> plant life for me right now. So, so much so that July 31st of last year, I started a plant account called Soul Sister Plants. Mm -hmm. And I did it as an experiment because I was like, well, what would happen if I started an account, knew nobody in this community, find something that I'm passionate about, and I've always loved plants, and decided to start it. And I have built and found the most amazing people around the plant community. There's even drama in the plant community. It's really crazy. In wow. Instagram. Can you believe that there, I said plant, what, did, what's the gram? Everything's got to be a sustagram. Exactly. Yeah, in plantstagram. Yeah. There's even, oh, forgive me. It's 1111. Everybody should make a wish. Make so, a wish, um, everybody. <laughs> and uh, so I, I'm absorbed in doing the plant stuff. And the, the interesting thing is it is are the amazing people that I've met through it. So I'm doing that. Uh, I am thriving and surviving during this pandemic. 
praise be. And uh, I just decided to do something that would distract me, but also would help me still build community, be able to talk to people um, and, and just love on something I'm deeply passionate about. And uh, I was one of the many people who lost their job during the pandemic and have been blessed to do some uh, consulting work. And can you believe I'm now in politics? How crazy is that? Hey, it happens to everybody. <laughs> How crazy is that? So doing that, yep. uh, still raising my, my three young people who think that they're my mother mm-hmm. or that they're my parent and um, just living, living life, still doing some art, but right now just absorbed in either loving on my plants or having some type of fight with them because they choose to have yellow leaves and die, I which know. is so disrespectful. Well, this is hilarious because I thought you were, I mean, it's so interesting just to see in any given moment where any of us are like in our lives and in our heads, because, you know, in in all of that backstory, you didn't even mention, you know, you are an award-winning photographer. You inspired me to become a better photographer personally. Um, You've done graphic design. You have, you're a watercolor letter artist. You have done digital marketing strategy. So it's kind of, it's so funny. Like, I just think of you as this multidimensional person, but I love that the plants are at the forefront right now. It's so awesome. Yeah, <laughs> they are. And, and, you know, they just help me be well-rounded where mm-hmm. uh, I still do. I'm still doing digital media in some type of way, but have moved past being um, a person who is doing all of that daily work into actually helping companies strategize about how they can build community, how they use social, I, instead of just going on there, dumping something and saying, why is nobody responding? Mm-hmm, I'm like, because mm-hmm. you're not talking to anybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You have to talk to people. Well, yeah. what, do, what, is, what does this mean? Talk to the masses? Talk to the, talk to the serfs? Yes, come down off your kingdom and talk to the peoples exactly. to find out if they love or hate your stuff. So I, I really love doing that. And I also lead an organization here in Cincinnati um, called Together Digital. And I, I am the uh, city champion board president for the Cincinnati chapter. And we just had a meetup today where it's all about just empowering women. Uh, digital is what connects us together. But just giving these women what they need to know that they are enough. You are mm. enough. Mm-hmm. You are empowered to go into your job and speak up for yourself. Use your voice. And really, we build the life that we want based off of what we think about ourselves. So mm-hmm. if we can elevate the way we feel about ourselves, People will see that if you go in feeling like you're weak, that's the perception that you're giving off. That doesn't mean that you're weak. Mm-hmm. You just have to own who you are. So I've really been doing a lot of self-work during this pandemic also, which has helped me to feed into other people and to help them be their best selves. Yeah. Well, this is so interesting because originally, you know, my mind had been sort of riffing on the idea that this would be a conversation about creativity and it's really creativity and community, which I just oh, love. Yeah. And and they are totally related and important right now because everything is so stressful. Mm, and mm. I have experienced time again, time and again that, you know, tapping into creativity and really connecting with community has been so crucial to make it through things. Um, and I think it can be hard for people to do that, on the other hand, you know, especially to find ways to be creative, you know, if our brains get in the way of that. And then yes. also like it can be hard to connect with people and feel a little painful when you can't connect with them in the same ways that you usually would in person. Right. It's, it's all very complicated, I think. 
It is. And plus, people think that being creative means they, they automatically equate that to being artistic. Yes. So, well, I, well, I don't draw. Oh, well, I don't paint. Well, I don't knit. Well, I don't do this. I said, but what do you do? Oh, well, I, I can cook. I said, do you realize how much chemistry is involved in baking? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you realize that? That is creative. Do you realize how much creativity is involved in getting up in the morning and navigating your family and creatively finding ways to not have your toddlers fight with each other if you have toddlers? Or, you know, I've got basically grown people living in my house to get these grown people not to fight with each other. Like, I I will typically stay out of stuff until I can see them now bickering. I'm like, figure it out. Figure it out. Mm -hmm. This is what you have to do. But there's creativity in everything you do. There's creativity in the way that you choose to drive to work for those who have essential jobs and have to go in. There's creativity in how you choose to look at your day. There's creativity in how you choose to get to wake up in the morning. I choose to wake up in the morning by the first words out of my mouth are today is going to be a great day. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter how I feel. I am choosing to set the tone for my day. And some days it, it just doesn't end up being a great day because I do not subscribe to this toxic positivity that's going on right now. But to choose that I can have the best version of a day for myself. Creativity is all around you. It's in how you choose to look at things. It's not always about what you do. And we are very caught up right now in people thinking they have to do something. You have to do, oh, I've got to change my whole house because we're in the middle of a pandemic. My house has, no, you don't. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just getting through the day is enough. And you exerted a certain amount of creativity to choose how to keep yourself from going crazy. That there is enough to be applauded for. So creativity is not about doing the things. It's not about creating the next Instagram moment. It's just choosing how you look at things and how you live. And you'll find something that's creative in that, not in always doing something. Yeah. And I I can't, um, you know, that wasn't something I had a sort of note to myself about how I think one of the beauties of really kind of opening your mind to creative possibilities is the fact that, you know, as you said, a lot of people think you need to be doing an artistic thing or getting supplies and all this. And there's so much right around you. And I, you know, sort of a related thing was a couple summers ago, I had this like massive sort of emotional meltdown that also connected to a physical meltdown. Mm. (laughs) And so one of the things I did after that was I wrote down a list of things that made me really joyful. And in doing that, I looked at the list and I'm like, wait a second, hold up. You know, most of the things on these lists are not earth shattering and are right around me. You know, things like novels or playing tennis with my husband. I mean, so that's, I mean, I think that is something that, you know, I, I just encourage people to really look for right now um, because, hey, we, who what do we have more? The, the biggest commodity we have is ourselves and our homes right now, right? Mm-hmm. And your time. Yes. Your time. I mean, I, I have always been fiercely protective of my time and who I allow to use my time or who I, yeah, that's, that's right. I said it right. Who I allow to use my time or occupy my space. Mm -hmm. And we really get to choose that now. How do you spend your time? How do you want to spend it? And with so many people being at home, 
And some of them, I was just talking with, with the ladies this morning on the meeting about, I said, there are a lot of women who are realizing how much they don't like their kids. Mm-hmm. In fact, they hate their children. <laughs> they realize they've, have, they've raised monsters. And they, but see, they've been able to go into their corporate phase or there, I'm a, I'm a working woman. I'm powerful. And now you got to be home with your two-year-old who is letting you know that you don't really run anything. You do nothing. They're in charge. And you're like, I don't like her. (laughs) I don't like her. I had a woman send me a desperate message where she was like, I just really need to be back in the office. I said, honey, you ain't going back to the office no time soon. You need to deal with this. She was like, I don't like my kids. I don't like my husband. I don't like my house. I don't like it. I said, what do you like? And I had to get it because she was spiraling. What do you like? She said, I like working. I said, if you didn't have it, what do you like? She's like, what? I like walking. I said, go walk. Stop, mm-hmm. stop messaging me right now and go walk. Yeah. I, yeah. Ha- I have discovered how much I need to be outside. I need to, re- to reconnect with nature and ground. So as of late, oh, I can tell you that I started roller skating again. Perfect. And I'm seriously <laughs> considering trying out for the local derby team. Oh, you absolutely should. Oh my gosh, why not? <laughs> yes, yes. And it, it again, a new community of people that I would not have been open to if I didn't just say, what do you have to lose? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Total creativity in me learning how to do something that came so easy to me when I was 10. And now I'm relearning all of these skills, but then my body remembers what it was like to do these things. But so I get up every morning now and say, today's going to be a great day. And I go to the park and skate on a tennis court for about an hour. Just so that it gives me confidence when I'm going to the practices um, that I feel like I've learned something and that I'm I'm improving so that I'm not allowing that negative self-talk to take over and say, you have no business doing this. Who do you think you are? Yeah, yeah. You're too old to be doing this. Young people do this. What makes you think that you can do this? And it's, it's, and I'm just like, because I said I can't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You got to just silence that voice and everything. Creativity is all around us. All it around. is we all are around creative. us. Yes. Well, listen, I, you had mentioned time and I actually have a question I want to ask you about time and we're just going to take a quick break and we'll get back to this conversation. Especially in this digital age, since we're well beyond handwritten journals and letters to convey history, the preservation of stories is so important, especially from the moms and mom figures in our lives. And if you've been looking for a way to collect those stories but aren't sure how to start, I have a recommendation for you. StoryWorth makes it easy. Every week, they email a loved one of your choosing a question prompt that you pick. For example, what advice would you give your 20-year-old self? And what aspects of having children didn't turn out the way you expected? Your loved one responds to that email with a story of any length. You will receive copies of these emails as they are submitted, and after one year, StoryWorth compiles the stories and any photos provided into a keepsake book. A friend recently shared how moving it was that her mom gifted copies of her StoryWorth album to immediate family members, a genius idea for expanding the preservation and sharing of those stories to people in different households and generations. Give all the moms in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years, StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash edit. That's storyworth.com slash edit to save $10 on your first purchase. 
Did you know that hyaluronic acid naturally occurs in our skin, but decreases gradually as we age, leading to thinner, drier skin? If you're looking for support hydrating your skin from the inside out, check out one of the tools in my hydration arsenal, Rituals Hyacera, which I take every morning. Rituals products are tested and validated by a third party for allergens, microbes, and heavy metals, and Hyacera is clinically proven to reduce fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. They also engage in industry-leading sustainability standards and are a female-founded B Corp, which means they hold themselves accountable to not just their company's financial health, but also the health of people and our planet. Want to join me in hydrating from the inside out? Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com edit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com edit for 25% off. Okay, we are back with the wonderful and inspirational roller skating, Lucretia Braxton. <laughs> Hello, girl. <laughs> hey, I just, friend. I, I've got the vision of you like <laughs> scooting around and I love it. So, you know, before the break, we were talking about time or you had brought up time. And that actually brings me to something, you know, this is, this is a really strange time because on the one hand, um, the nature of the pandemic has stripped us of all manner of things, commitments mm-hmm. and whatever. Like, I feel like I'm like regaining life, not having to drive around to sports. Um, yeah. But still, I think that carving out time for creativity can be challenging for people because I don't know, maybe it doesn't feel as important or it just still feels hard because I think also because many of us are wrestling with, you know, if we do have if we are working out of our homes, we're trying to do that. And now the school year is going to add a whole new wow. thing into that. Talk about so, it. So, yeah, I would just love to hear about your thoughts for carving out time for creativity, like how to make it doable and not like another overwhelming should. You plan it into your day just like you do everything else. Mm-hmm. It um, Two years ago, I started, I committed to my fitness. I committed to it. And I did that because I had injured myself. I was Mm -hmm. cutting the grass one morning and I felt something on my shoulder. It didn't equate to me that I was being stung by yellow jack. And I was trying to back away from it because they're not like bees. They just keep stinging because they don't lose their stinger. They just keep stinging. That's so rude. (laughs) It, It is disrespectful, highly rude. So I stepped back in the wrong way and I pulled a calf muscle Mm. and uh, I was off my feet for three weeks. I had also lost a job, so I had no health insurance. And I just remember all I could do was just sit. But at the same time, I couldn't stop doing all the things that I had to do as a mother. Mm -hmm. So that was getting my kids back and forth to school and work. Um, I still had to do what I had to do. I couldn't stop living just because I had an injury. And I remember laying on the floor at one point and I just laid there and I just cried Mm. because I said, I don't have anybody I can call to come and help me out if I needed some help. And I just allowed myself to sit in the depths of despair. But I made a point of what can you do? And committed to saying, well, I can, I can use the, I still have the use of one leg and two arms and the rest of my body. I can commit to that. So I learned how to 
stand up from a piston, can't do it now. But a piston squat, because it was one of the easiest ways to get up off the floor. Mm-hmm. And I, from, as soon as I was able to heal, I made a, I got in a contract role and I happened to be parking in a garage that had a boxing. Um, they were getting ready to open up a boxing studio. I said, why not? And I committed to my fitness at that point, And I haven't stopped. I scheduled my fitness in like an appointment and a commitment mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. the point that even job stuff, they'd be like, oh, so we're going to meet. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have a standing appointment at that time. Mm-hmm. You schedule in what is important to you. You schedule if you want to be creative, if your kids are doing whatever, your kids stop having this guilt over putting your kid in front of a TV. Guess what? You sit in front of a monitor all day for work. Are, are you any less of a person because you're in front of a monitor? No. So why is your child sitting in front of a TV for half an hour a terrible thing and making you a terrible parent because it gives you 30 minutes of sanity to read a book mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or to crochet or to cook or to plan for something that's fun for you? If we don't schedule it in, it's not important. If you don't make yourself important, you're important to no one. No one. We, we need to get off of this whole martyr thing of, well, I've got to sacrifice for my children. No, you're teaching your children that they aren't important because you don't value yourself as important. My mm-hmm. children see me schedule time in. They see, and if I'm not doing it, they're like, you're not going skating this morning? <laughs> or, oh, you're not going to go do this this morning? Because they know what it does for me mentally. Yeah. And, yeah. and because of that, I am giving my children permission to make themselves important and that their self-preservation is an important thing. So you schedule in time. You don't make excuses. Oh, I've got so much to do. And I hate it when people say they're busy. No, you're not. You just prioritize certain things. You're not busy. So when someone tells me they're busy, I'm like, what what are you doing? Oh, uh, well, uh, I says what I thought. So factor scheduling some time. Mm-hmm. We all have pockets of time. Yeah, yeah. Always. I would, you know, I would also say that because um, you know we have many parents who have little kids, and you know sometimes that can um, be challenging. Yes. And I, I was never, I have never been a parent who is great at sitting on the floor and playing with kids' toys. I, I just, I hate it. You know, I just, <laughs> I just get super bored. <laughs> yeah. So I, I have always, and I highly recommend to other parents, if you're kind of in this situation where you actually do want some connection time with your kids or they need also to be, you know, you're juggling them is to do something creative with them. Like yes. I, um, signed up for a watercolor, like an online class and there was a kid's option and a, an adult option. And I asked my nine-year-old, I'm like, do you think you could ride with the adult option? <laughs> because like, I want to learn something. And it was, that kind of stuff is awesome. I can't recommend it, it enough. And cooking with your kids, since everybody's kind of at home right now. Yeah. Cooking with your kids. I mean, my son had asked me, he was like, mom, what is, his voice is way deeper than that. Mom, um, can we make some casseroles? I said, you want to cook? Yeah, I do it at dad's. I'm like, I ain't going to cook at your dad's house. You're not going to cook at my house. What do you mean you're cooking at your father's house? Then speak to my ex-husband. Kids be cooking full-on freaking meals and everything. I'm like, you you can't cook over here? What? So it's it's fun little things like that where I will even I sent my um I, I sent my middle child out with her boyfriend to go because I was on meetings all day. Yeah. And I was like, I, I don't have anything. I need to fix something. 
didn't have time to go in and send out an Instacart order. And I gave her the list and said, go pick up stuff for dinner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they did. And they did perfectly fine. It wasn't about it having to be perfect. It was, it got done. And it's just finding these little things that you can do with your kids. Or is there some responsibility that you can hand over to them to do, you know, and and it it empowers them. And then they can come to you and be like, hey, you want to do this? Yeah, or hey, absolutely. Down. Don't worry about that. And for those of you who are like, you don't understand, Lucretia. I've got young kids. I have a friend whose uh, daughter is getting ready to have a baby. I think her toddler is two or three. Give that two or three year old something to do. Mm-hmm. Let them go. And th- now you're in charge of getting the diapers. You're in charge of this. Hey, why don't you go get a book and read this book to your sibling? Why don't you do this? There are all kinds of things that we can do with our kids, but we, we have to stop thinking about it as a job and instead say, how can I make it fun even for me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here for it. Here for it. Um, all right. So I want to I want to pivot a little bit for a second. And you had mentioned, you know, getting politically active. And I have been thinking a lot about creativity and activism, especially in recent months, because I have found myself hugely inspired and impacted by artists who are connecting, um, specifically artists on Instagram, actually, who have been Mm -hmm. connecting their talent to, um, you know, being vocal. And I'm curious if you have thoughts about that, like as, you know, with all of your experience in art and, you know, what you do, what you're doing now, like actively with your political activism, what do you, what do you think about the intersection of creativity and activism? Right now it is a perfect time for artists to share what they are doing and to really hear their voices being amplified uh, because obviously with this once, hopefully once in a lifetime pandemic, there are more eyes. People have more time to look at things and mm. they are like living on Instagram, looking for not only inspiration, but ways they can get involved, looking for connection. And I have seen artists almost change not change their style of work, but it's, it's as if they finally come into their voices, mm-hmm. especially um, a lot of uh, Black and other artists of color just being able to show and have people hear them now and amplify them more and, and just be able to feel like their art is being used for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I have always been a person who stands behind what I say, my art, if I'm right or wrong about something. But um, especially now, I, I, I've always advocated for women, but I especially advocate for Black women. Mm-hmm. And I go hard for Black women, period, full stop. And I gained a, a lot of followers during a, a lot of the Black Lives Matter um, situation that's because I had some wonderful friends who um, wonderful white friends who understood and understand their privilege and instead of even asking me what can I do they knew how to use their voices to help lift up my voice where people won't listen to me because like oh well she's just complaining she's just angry well if you would just work harder if you would just do this if you just do that she these friends just went ahead and shared things out. I'm noticing things happening on my account. I'm like, what's happening here? Mm -hmm. Only to go find out. And one friend, and she said, no, people need to know you. They need to hear you. 
you speak truth to power and you're not afraid to say some of the hard things and to have the hard conversations because you know in the end it's going to help everybody out and it's so yes you'll see some fun things on my account but then you'll also see some of the stuff that's hard for people to accept i've got a post up right now or some stories that i shared i won't be surprised if i lose some followers because people don't like they don't like seeing the truth if they feel like it's attacking them. Sure, of course. Yeah. And and I'm like, instead of if you feel guilt, then that means you're aware that you are part of the problem. Mm-hmm. So what can you do to help with the problem? We can't keep stuffing it down. And I've been forced to stuff things down just as as, as a form of self-preservation as a single parent to need a job and have to take care of my family. So to minimize myself just so I could keep a job and having some of my white friends hear that for the first time because they can't relate to it because they've got husbands who are wealthy. They play at photography or what is is a paying job for me and for other women of color, for them is something they do as a hobby. So them hearing stories of preservation and like, oh, and then when you can hear from somebody like me because they know me, it's a different thing. Mm -hmm. So I I tell people that this, if you have something to say, you want it seen and heard, be the squeaky wheel. This is the time to do it right now because people are listening and you actively have people who want to learn and be better. This is when you do it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, That is awesome. And, you know, I have a couple more questions for you, uh, Lucretia, and we're going to tackle those after another quick break. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. 
you get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Okay, friends, we are back with Lucretia Braxton and a very loud lawnmower outside my window, people. So hopefully it's not too (laughs) terrible. This is just how we make it work in the pandemic. Um, Okay, so friend, I have a question. I want to talk about side hustles. And listen, I need to say, I am actually a firm believer in not needing to turn every creative pursuit into a side hustle. I can't. that. Yes, I cannot tell you how many times people have said, oh my gosh, you should start a cake business. And I'm like, Mm -mm. I I do not need more businesses. Mm -mm. And I'm also too slow to even make that profitable. But anyway, I would love, you know, your top advice about if somebody wants to do that, you know, and, and turn some kind of lane of creativity into a side hustle from your experience, you know, from what you've built with your lettering and your shirt collections. I'm just curious if you have like a top piece of advice or two. Uh, The first thing is I'm completely agreeing with you that everything is not meant to be a side hustle. Mm -hmm. Now, if you've got a hobby and it's a true hobby and you love it, stick to loving that hobby, because as soon as you turn it into work, you may hate it. Mm -hmm. So you have to decide which side hustle is like, oh, you know what? Now this is a legit business. This could make me some money. I could actually do this as a job and still love it. Yeah, I can turn that into a side hustle. But is there, you know, sometimes you have to protect what is a hobby to you? What is an outlet for you? I would I would first assess whether or not this is an outlet for you. If it's just an outlet is where you go to escape, that probably should not be a side hustle. Mm-hmm. But if it's something where you've gained a skill, is it something that you want to do? If, kind of pay attention to the demand mm-hmm. of are people, are they telling you, oh, Christine, you should go and make cakes? Or are they saying, I want to buy your cakes? Mm-hmm. That's another thing too is that I remember when I started painting the watercoloring, I did it when I was in um, high school, picked it up again in college, could never master it, picked it up to keep my sanity when I had lost a job. Um, Oh, and it happened to be that same summer that I couldn't do anything on my leg for three weeks. So I sat and painted Mm -hmm. for weeks. I painted every day for hours and shared them on Facebook. And someone asked me, are these for sale? Mm-hmm. They were not for sale at that time. You better damn best believe I got up an Etsy shop in two days mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and started selling them. Here's the funny thing, though. Just because people tell you they're going to buy something, have they committed to buying or are they just talking? Because all them people who told me I should, oh, you should do this. They didn't buy nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. So really think about, do you want that side hustle? Is it just something that's comfort for you? then protect it. But if it's something where you're like, oh, now I can do this every day and, and I can make some money from it, go on ahead and turn it into a side hustle. But because uh, I believe everyone should have a side hustle. You, mm-hmm. should, you should have something else that is just yours, where it's not you're working for someone else making money for them, but you have the ability to also make it for yourself and learn a little bit about business. But um, 
do what comes easy for you. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that it doesn't become ultra hard work. And if it does turn, if you find that you are now disenchanted with it, you can stop the side hustle. You don't have to keep it up. Yeah. And that's what I did. I still love doing the watercolor. I still love doing everything. But if you go on my Etsy shop now, you see prints for sale. You mm-hmm. do not see any custom work because I started to not love it. It became, it was just, it was too much because all of the custom work were, I can't, I can't duplicate it. And I would do some beautiful stuff where I was like, man, I would love to sell this as a print, but that was a one of a kind. Mm-hmm. Somebody paid one of a kind money for it. So it, it got to the point to where I would see orders come in and I didn't want to do them. You would sort of groan. Yeah. I was like, I think, oh. I think that's such an important point that even if you do build a side hustle, like mm-hmm. you can pivot it at any time. I mean, we're actually in any the middle time. of this with Brave New World, my the t-shirt company. I, I don't yes, know if you know about you that. but killing that for well, the longest time. For the longest time. And then I just, you know, there was a direct relationship between me designing something new and then having yep. to produce a ton. So actually, See? like yes. right now, we are in the middle of um, migrating so that, you know, I'm not doing, we're not doing all the production out of our studio. That's um, that right will, there. Let's pause right there for a hot two seconds. <laughs> People don't understand sometimes also is that, you know, you said you had designed. Every time I put up a new print, that was a new print, a new design, a new something. So if you're trying to keep things fresh so that you can have these repeat buyers, you're having to design, but see what people don't realize is there that production. It was. It's great to go and design. It's great to go and sell it. It's great to ma- to to do the things. Christine, the part that killed me was all the packaging. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I write every single thank you note is a handwritten note for me. Mm-hmm. Every one. And there, just a couple months ago, I had two hundred orders. I, I had all the prints laid out on the floor and I immediately became overwhelmed. I, yeah, I almost yeah. didn't even know where to start. And I'm like, it's too much. Yeah. I said, you can do this. It's too much. You can do this. It's too much. <laughs> you can do this. It's too much. You can do, I'm like, walk away. And I had to walk away because I couldn't process what if I mess up. Mm-hmm. And of those 200 orders, two of them were wrong. Mm-hmm. Two. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, it's, that's the part that a lot of people are not willing to do. So if you are going to do that side hustle too, you are everything. You're the sales, your marketing, your production, your customer service, you're everything. And there are times you do have to step back and a pivot is necessary. Oh yeah. Well, and I, I feel like this is going to give me personally, like I love designing, but you know, the production eventually got in the way of me designing. So I'm like, Hey, if somebody else is doing all the production work, then I can like return to to designing and just do the things that like, uh, you know, it, the creative part, which is awesome. Um, all right. Well, so I have a question for you. I would love to hear about some of your favorite resources and, you know, just sources of creative inspiration, whether it's online or if it's books or what what have you. Oh, yeah. So I, I love, am, always love giving some other people some love. So that's what that. <laughs> so one of my uh, I love reading just in general. I know. Um, yes. Book, books. And I think you and I connect deeply on books. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have. I love my audible books. I love any type of audio book. Um, my library is one of my most favorite places. 
mm-hmm. because it has saved me hundreds of dollars. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I would buy every book. But so frequent your libraries, people, and um, get your books. And so I have a one of my favorite apps is the Libby app. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Love the Libby app. And I will. In fact, I've been waiting for books that I've been waiting. I have no new books in here. Uh, the Book of Longings, um, Sue Monk Kid. That one just dropped in my Libby app. And I've apparently been waiting for that book for months, mm-hmm. months. So I, I love the Libby app is my bestest friend. Um, I don't create TikToks, but TikTok is fun. If you think you're not creative, go and look at some of the things people are doing on TikTok. It, it is just amazing. And if you think, oh, I'm too old for it, you really need to go and look at what people are doing on TikTok. There yeah. are grandparents on there, teachers, um, <laughs> so many people who have these popular TikTok accounts because they're just being their authentic selves. I love stuff like that. Instagram, of course, for discovering just anything beautiful, but also I'm really enjoying looking at people's lives, looking at how, and so they just release reels on Instagram, which mm -hmm. is basically their attempt at trying to be a TikTok. It's not, Um, (laughs) it's not, Um, but people being forced to be creative in 15 seconds. Um, I, I love stuff like that. I've gone back to physically reading books and t- just because they force me to sit down and slow down because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's easy for me to listen to, you know, an audio book while I'm doing something else and podcast. I've always loved, loved, loved podcasts. So I always have a running group of podcasts that'll pop into my, my, um, catcher and I will listen throughout the day. But all of those kind of help me to um, be creative and also to feel connected. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. really do. Yeah. Those are, those are a few things that I really enjoy. Um, That's right wonderful. Now. Yeah. Well, um, all such good sources. I w- and I, I definitely, I'll, I'll link up your um, Instagram accounts too, because I, I just love them. They just, I don't know. Fierce, girl, oh, yeah. fierce. And yeah, jump, jump on definitely on Soul Sister Plants. I do a Wednesday show, live show called Hella Plants. And <laughs> <laughs> it is one hour out of the week where I devote it to 100% foolishness. It's, and my tagline is um, I talk to people who have Hella Plants about Hella Plants. Mm-hmm. And it's completely unstructured. I, except I write a poem and I read a poem every, every episode at the beginning. And, uh, it's basically, I have a poetry slam, right? Wonderful. Right at the beginning. And it's, I talk to people that I find interesting or intriguing and you never know where the conversation is going to go. You never know. And we, it's just organic foolishness. That's what I tell people. Oh, you're in for a bunch of foolishness. And it's just fun connecting with people that way. That's fantastic. All right. Well, we need to wrap up here. And I just have one final question for you. Yes, ma'am. At the end of each of our episodes, Asha and I, we share something called Your Next Edit. So it's something that like a tactical action that we recommend listeners to listeners, something they could try to do straight away after the episode. And I would love to know what your next edit would be for our listeners. Meditate. Mm. In fact, I uh, will need to jump on a Zoom call. That's going to be about an hour long. And I am going to actively just sit in silence. And yeah. 
meditating is not hard. And for people who think that it's hard, it's not. You're not supposed to completely silence your thoughts. So I will sometimes just let them float by like clouds, but then go back to focusing on my breath. And it just helps me to recenter. So for me, that is an edit that I've reintroduced because I used Mm, to do mm -hmm. it every day for three years. And then I stopped and I wondered why things were a little off. It's because I had stopped meditating first thing in the morning. So now I will just stop in the middle of the day and 10 minutes. It's all it takes sometimes, 10 minutes and just stop and breathe. Or get outside, and if you can run, go and run outside. Or a quick jog, whatever. Just for a yeah. hot second. Ten yep. minutes. That's I love a, it. Everybody's yes. always got ten minutes. Lucretia, my friend, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. I know your time is valuable, um, and especially during this crazy time, it was such a delight to talk to you. Oh, thank you for having me, Christine. It was so fun talking to you. Wonderful. Okay, friends, you will find the show notes for this episode, including links to resources we've mentioned at edityourlifeshow.com. And this week, we'd like to know what's a creative activity you love or one you want to try. Hop over to facebook.com slash edityourlifeshow and look for the question of the week pinned to the top of the page, or you can chat with us on Instagram at edityourlifeshow. Thanks for listening. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.